This sermon was recorded at the Church of Christ, Wheeler area, located at 1500 South Allen L. Bean Boulevard in Wheeler, Texas. Our regular meeting times are at 10.30 a.m. and 2.30 p.m. each Sunday. Come join us as we seek to worship God in spirit and in truth. Appreciate the prayer on my behalf, and as always, I hope we have something that will be beneficial to you in your Christian walk. I've told y'all before, and I mean it, this is, these are for me as much as anybody else. Have you asked the question, have you ever struggled with something? Job, friends, family, struggles within yourself, within yourself that you're fighting that nobody knows. And when you're in that state, what got you out of that state? Did somebody come by, as in my case, many times, somebody came by with some words of encouragement? to try to help me get through that. You know, leaning on our faith in God and others will help us get through the worldly struggles. Uh, sometimes I have to check myself and make sure I'm not seeing things through a negative lens. <laughs> uh, I'm at work sometimes, and I get there first, and the ladies get there and say, good morning, how are you doing? I say, peachy, not very nice sometimes. <laughs> negative lens. And when we get to that way, we need to realize it and, and, and look at the positive things that are going on in our lives. Look at how we can be encouraged from God's word, how we can be encouraged from others, and the blessings that we have. So we're going to spend a little bit of time on talking about the power of encouragement. You know, we can encourage others with their actions, with words, with our words, God's word, and just being there to support them. Sometimes we can get caught up and worry about what to say, how to act. But the simple action of being there is sometimes all that anyone needs to know that we're with them and they're not in by themselves. You know, we read in Hebrews, we're to encourage each other and let us consider one another to provoke unto love and to good works, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as a manner of some, some is, but exhorting one another. And so much more as you see that day approaching. You know, we have an eternal goal, and we need to reflect on that and remember our eternal goal from time to time and try to see through the struggles that we're having to the eternal goal. And we've been structured also to tell others about Jesus and how, how they can have a heavenly goal like we do. We need to encourage each other during the race so we all will reach the finish line. You know, we need encouragement. We need each other. Sometimes I... I think back when I, was a kid, when I was a kid, I really disliked being out on the farm on a tractor <laughs> by myself because I wanted to be around people. So I got in a job where I'm around people. Now sometimes I'm wishing I'm out there on the farm. I just can't be satisfied, I guess. Can't be happy. But we do need each other. We need others. There's a woman that went to a post office. She went to the same one every day, elderly woman, because she liked the people there. They were friendly. She walked in, she needed some stamps, she's standing in a long line, it was Christmas time. And somebody thinking they was helping her said, ma'am, you can buy stamps in that machine around the corner. She said, yes, I know. But they won't ask, the machine won't ask me about my arthritis. Won't talk to him. Talk. We need each other. We need to encourage each other, and at times we need encouragement. And we need to understand that and recognize that. We need to be encouraging and not critical. Brethren, if any man <coughs> be overtaken in a fault, 
Ye which are spiritual, restore such of a one in the spirit of meekness, considering thyself, lest thou also be tempted. Bear ye one another burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ. It's easy to sometimes be critical because we all have different struggles. My struggle might not be a struggle of yours. Your struggle might not be one of mine. And if I'm not struggling with that, it's easy for me to be critical and point out where you're wrong and look at me and I'm right. We don't need to be that way. That turns people off and won't move people to the goal, won't bring people to Christ, won't get us any closer to living the Christian life that we're commanded to do. Always try to see the struggle through the eyes of the person struggling. It doesn't mean we have to agree, but we have to understand where they're at to help them move forward from that point and get past their struggles. So be an encourager, not a criticizer. Be encouraged by, encourage others by doing the right thing. Read in Acts, and Joseph, who by the apostles were surnamed Barnabas, which is being interpreted as the son of consolation, a Levite and, a, and of the country of Cyprus, having land, sold it and brought the money and laid it at the apostles' feet. The apostles called him Barnabas, the son of consolation. Consolation here was defined as to comfort or exhort, encourage others. He sold his land, laid the money at the apostles' feet. Barnabas took action by selling land and giving his money to do for the apostles to do God's work. And then he picked up and, did, and helped the apostles do God's work. Take action. I've said many times, I see somebody, I feel sorry for them, but do I go help them? Do I put my arm around them? Do I encourage them? Just feeling bad for somebody, I may pray for them, but they don't know it. We need to take action when we see a need with someone and encourage them. And we can encourage them by, by doing the right thing. And that's help. Take action. <coughs> we need to understand that sometimes our actions can cause others to fail. But take heed lest by any means this liberty of yours become a stumbling block to them that are weak. We have a liberty to encourage or discourage. We have a liberty to help or not help. We have a liberty to do what's right, to do what's wrong. And we do not need that to be a stumbling block for anyone. Enrique Caruso was an Italian singer from about 18, I believe, 70s and 1920s, mid-1920s. As a young boy, he's working in a factory, and he loved to sing. So they didn't have a lot of money, but the mother sent him to get a music lesson, voice lesson. And uh, he got finished, and the instructor said, you have no voice. He said, uh, your voice sounds like shutters in the wind. You can't sing. So the little boy's crushed as a 10-year-old, but his mother was there, hugged him up, and worked extra to get him voice lessons, and he became the one of the greatest Italian singers of that time. Don't be a stumbling block. Take action to help others, to encourage others through their time of discouragement. Help them do better, not just put down. Encourage, not discourage. We can get read about words of encouragement here. For God hath not appointed us to wrath, but obtained salvation by our Lord Jesus Christ, who died for us, that whether we wake or sleep, we should live together with him. Wherefore, comfort yourselves together and edify one another, even as ye also, even also ye do. Christians have the hope of salvation through Christ, who died for us, that we may have a home in heaven. 
We can use these words to encourage each other and build each other up in times of struggle. And we can also use these words of telling people of Jesus and let them know the hope we have. We need to remember that going through struggles with someone can be difficult. If you're trying to encourage someone that doesn't want to be encouraged, sometimes that's tough, isn't it? I've had some situations dealing with people that I knew a meeting was coming and I wanted to call in sick because it was going to be scary at school, at work. It was going to be a bad meeting and I could just feel it. I didn't want to face it, but I did. You know, do I, do I take the same? If, if a person's doing wrong, do I, do I talk about God? Do I talk about Jesus? Do I talk about that with the same fearless attitude I went into the meeting with? I scared to death, but I didn't let nobody know it. Didn't know what to say. We need to have that same, same attitude when we try to tell others or, or come to a difficult person uh, that we need to work with. You know what? Sometimes I think back kids' attitudes. Sometimes I really like it. And we need to have a positive attitude. There's a little league baseball team. Two teams were playing a game. A man went up and asked, who's, a, who's ahead? And one of the kids in the dugout turned around and said, they are 18 nothing." And this didn't, wasn't bothered. And that kind of, the man that he wanted to ask, said, How, you don't seem discouraged. He said, discouraged? We haven't even got the bat yet. We need that attitude. As long as we have breath in us, we can do good. We can do God's will. We can help. We can encourage. We need that attitude. Sometimes the, from the man's perspective, 18 nothing. that's pretty bad. <laughs> But from the kid's perspective, no. We ain't got the bat. We ain't had our chance. So view life sometimes that we ain't had our chance. We can encourage with God's word. Therefore, take no thought, saying, What shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what withal shall we be clothed? For all <coughs> for after all these things do the Gentiles seek. For your heavenly Father knoweth that ye have need of all these things, but seek ye first the kingdom of God, and his righteousness. And all the things shall be added unto you. Take therefore no thought for the morrow, for the morrow shall take thought for the things of itself. Sufficient unto the day is the evil thereof. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. We need to be reminded at times as Christians and, and tell others that don't know God and aren't Christians of the hope we have beyond this world we live in. We need to focus on things above and serve God. Alexander Selensky was a prisoner in a Russian prison in Siberia, and they were working, and he was getting discouraged and down, ready to quit. He had noticed that, you know, other people, when they quit working, they went and beat them and killed them. So he said, that's my way out, so he quit working. He'd made that decision. Another Christian prisoner over beside him reached over where he could see it and drew a cross in the sand. He got up and went back to work. It encouraged him. Focused back on things above, not what was happening to him here. Little things can help encourage others. In Alexander's case, words weren't even needed. A simple reminder of the cross encouraged him to keep going and keep fighting.
we read, we, Christian encouragement. Now, God of patience and consolation grant you the like-minded one toward another, according to Christ Jesus, that ye may with <coughs> one mind and one mouth glorify God, even the Father of your Lord Jesus Christ. We can sometimes can come across things that aren't easy to deal with and may be scary to us. But our goal should be that everyone be encouraged to do God's work and tell others about Jesus. Everyone working together to reach an eternal goal. Knowing that each one of us have different struggles that we face. Christ it was an example. When we were strong, ought to bear the infirmities of the weak. When then they are strong, ought to bear the infirmities of the weak. And not to please ourselves. Let every one of us please our neighbor for his good edification. For even as Christ pleased not himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of them that reproached thee fell on me. Christ came to those in need. His example is one of service and helping the weak. We need to help those in need and look, to please, look not to please ourselves. Be encouragers and servant leaders and encourage others and lead them to Christ. Well, finally we read, we comfort others who comfort us in the tribulation that we may be able to comfort them that are in trouble. By the comfort we're with, we ourselves are comforted of God. For our sufferings in Christ abound in us, so our consolation also aboundeth with Christ. Christ suffered for us. He suffers when we suffer, but he's also risen and he's with us at all times. I'm going to finish with a story about kind words, what they can do. There's a teacher had her class pull out a couple sheets of paper. Said, I want you to write everybody's name, skip a line and write everybody's name on these two sheets of paper. When you get that done, I want you to think of the, some kind things about that person, what you think about the person. So I could the rest of the class period. The kids did it. They turned it in. The teacher took it. And she'd put their names in, in a list of all the kind things that their class said about them. They came back to the next class. She passed them out and just listened. Of the, they saw the smiles and listened to what the comments being made. Really? I didn't think anybody cared. I didn't know that. That was the kids just talking like kids do. Didn't say another thing about it. Went on and uh, she didn't know. Asked them if they told their parents, shared with anybody or what they thought about the assignment because what she wanted was taken care of. They knew that the people thought good about them. And as a group, people liked each other. That's what she wanted. Years later, uh, one of the classmates got killed, Mark, in Vietnam. They were at the, at the service, and all the, a lot of friends were there. And they went by and paid their respects at the coffin, and she went up and was standing there. One of the uh, Marine pallbearers came up to her and said, are, are you Mark's teacher? She said, yes. Math teacher, she said, yes. She said, he thought an awful lot of you. He talked about you a lot. And that touched her, and she went on. And, you know, they had a luncheon afterwards, and the parents were waiting for her to show up at the luncheon. And went up and said, you're Mark's math teacher. said, yes. said, I want to share something with you. When they found Mark, they found this on his body, and he's pulling out his wallet and unraveling or. I guess unfolding is a term I'm looking for, a piece of paper. She recognized that paper. It was taped and tattered, but he had that with him in war. And they said, thank you for doing this assignment. He carried this with him. He, he treasured it. 
something he did in school a long time ago, treasured it. And the other classmates kind of gathered around, and one said, I've got mine in the top desk drawer. Look at it all the time. One said, I've got mine in my diary, <laughs> so I see it all the time. One of the students said, or one of the students' wife said, Chuck made me put it in the wedding, wedding album. <laughs> Meant so much to him. And another young lady pulled it out of her purse and it was taped together. All of them were, it was old. Kind words. It's what people thought of them. And they'd look at it in times of encouragement. The teacher then, she, she was overcame, cried because of uh, the loss of Mark, and they wouldn't get to share that with each other any longer. You know, we go through, we make comments, we encounter each other, we encounter people all the time. We see things that bother us, and we may not act. I'm talking about myself here. We need to take action when we see others in need. We need to encourage Christians to keep, keep doing the work, doing God's will. We need to encourage people we know that aren't Christians to come to Christ because one day it's going to be too late. And all this can be done. The best influence in the world is what? Kind words and compassion for one another. Let's be encouragers, uh, not discouragers, because we never know what action, what word, what it's going to do to help someone in their Christian walk or just get through the day. Thank you for listening to today's sermon podcast. If you have questions about what you have heard or would like to know more information, please contact us by emailing cfcwheelerarea at gmail.com or look us up on Facebook or Instagram and send us a message there.